from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. that could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We've got a tremendous hour for you as in 15 minutes we're going to be talking a little football and a little bit about the futures market across all sports with our good friend Jason Weingarten. You know him from the show slash podcast, The Wide World of Weingarten, which you know, catch out wherever you get your podcast. That is along with the VEASAN family of podcasts. We're going to have a lot of fun there. He's always got great thoughts, and he always does a good job of being able to spot out some value with a lot of these longer shot bets. So we're going to be talking with him about that. We'll see what is all in his portfolio right now. So that's going to be a ton of fun, and we're going to be bookending it. First segment and final segment of this hour, Taking a look at college basketball. If you missed my DK Nation pick from hour number two, we're going to be hitting that at the end of the show. So let's take a look to see what we've all got on the college basketball card for this Wednesday. And I always like to be able to take a look at some of these smaller games where you might be able to make a little bit of money taking a look at a team that might not be getting as much love as they probably should be. And here's a team that I've been riding quite a bit, and we're going to be back on them. 306-697, High point. Hopes to not be a low point against East Carolina. East Carolina, four and a half point favorite. Your tallest game is between 151 and a half and 152 and a half. And this high point team has just been a walking bucket for your bankroll thus far this season. And it has been really good to take a look at. This high point team has pretty much three dynamic scores. And they all bring a little bit of something different to the table. As Jaden House, he has been really your main guy in terms of just get you a bucket at any time. 21 and a half points. Five boards, two and a half assists per game. You've got Zach Austin, who does a nice job playing down low, and he's able to pop it for three as well. She's 32% for three, 14 and a half points, six and a half boards, two blocks, one steal per game. And then Abdullah Fiam, he comes in from Minnesota. State with the smallest drinks in the union, and he's come up big. 16 points per game, shoots 44% from distance. And for high point, the team is looking to play at a breakneck pace. They're in the top 20 in all of college basketball in terms of possessions per game. They shoot about 35.5% from three-point range, and they cut off the three-pointer. Opponents are shooting 29.3% from three-point range against them, and for East Carolina, something that I've noticed with this team is that they start really slow. Honestly, if you're looking for a live betting angle, perhaps take a look at East Carolina, get down by 10, and then take the spread from there. It's not necessarily the world's worst look with the way that 
may have been playing this season, but they've got Javon Small. He's been able to come up very big for the team with Mr. Javon Small, 17 and a half points, four and a half boards, five and a half assists per game, but it is an East Carolina team that they leave a little bit of something to be desired with regards to the three-point shooting defense. They rank outside the top 250 in terms of opponents' three-point shooting percentage. They've been able to do an okay job on the glass. They're able to get about 11 half offensive rebounds per game, but it's really about R.J. Felton, what he's able to bring to the table, 12 and a half points. He shoots about 39% from three, but I do think it's concerning with this East Carolina team is that they've really got only one guy that gives you north of five rebounds per game, and that'd be Brandon Johnson. He's been able to do a nice job being able to haul in there about eight and a half rebounds per game. J Caleb LeCount, he's been able to do a good job giving you just a little bit of facilitation when he's out there on the floor. But the big thing for me is that Winston Tabs was a double-figure scorer back while he was at Boston College. I know he's went through some injuries. He's playing 10 minutes per game with three points per game after he was a really good scorer in the ACC. That has been a little bit befuddling to me. And that, in my opinion, really limits the ceiling that you've got with East Carolina. Meanwhile, high point, this team has been just money all season long, aside from when they play another team that's money in Queens NC, which... That's another one that I was able to get there on Tuesday. Feel very good about that. But that said, I do take a look at the spot. And I do think that you've once again got value on high point. Was willing to take anything north of two with them. So I'm going to be taking a look at the points. And with regards to this total, it's a bit of an interesting one. I set my total at a 152 high point. Looking to play ridiculously fast. Right now seeing anywhere between 151.5 and 152.5. So in current numbers, I would rather take the 151.5 over rather than the 152.5 under, but this is one that I'm going to be laying off until the a.m., see where the money is moving, and then decide what I want to do with that total from there. How about if we take a look at a team that I think should actually be a favorite in this spot, 741-742. It is Arizona State. They're in the road. They're facing off against San Francisco. The Dons are between a 3 and 3.5 and point home underdog. Your total on this game is between 139.5 and seeing as high as a 140.5 out there as well. And with San Francisco, I did set them as a favorite. I'm going to be looking at them as a money line underdog. When it comes to San Francisco, they had a little bit of a less than savory performance against UT Arlington. But I think that we're undermining a little bit of what UT Arlington has done. And I do think that Arizona State, a team that has been really good on defense, they're in the top 20 nationally in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis. A little bit of it has been luck in terms of opponents' three-point shooting percentage as Arizona State has really been getting, shall we say, fortunate in terms of a lot of these opponents' three-point shots, and no doubt about it. They're doing a good job getting a hand up in people's face and everything like that, but opponents are shooting 28.4% from three-point range against them. This is a San Francisco team that they do a good job of being able to guard the three themselves, and this is still an Arizona State team that they're having to deal with the whole ordeal with Marcus Bagley not being out there on the floor. They've got DJ Turner up horn. He's able to do a nice job of pairing up with the Cambridge brothers. The trio is able to give you about 38, 39 points per game. And you've got Desmond Cambridge doing a good job of being able to generate swipes. So that has been good for the team in terms of their defense. And they overall are able to do a nice job on the glass. Guys like Alonzo Gaffney that they don't put up gaudy numbers. They're able to do a good job of being able to pull in those rebounds. But You've also got that with San Francisco. Vladimir Wolkowski, who comes in from the Ukraine. He's been able to do a nice job as a seven-foot-one rim protector. Sasha Gigabreyev has come in from Georgia Tech. He's able to give you a block. He's able to give you right around three to four rebounds per game. But what I think is really going to win out for San Francisco is that they've got the best scoring duo in this game. And that would be the duo of Khalil Shabazz along Tyrell Ghost Roberts. These two guys have been able to combine for 29 points per game. Roberts shooting 39% from three-point range. Both of these guys combine to average three and a half steals per game. They also give out a little bit over six assists per contest as well. And Marcus Williams, he's been a good plus defender for the team. Hasn't really shown the offensive flair that we saw when he really busted out as freshman while he was at Wyoming. He's been able to give you right around six points, three boards, three assists per contest. Zane Meeks, who comes in from Nevada, He's been able to do a solid job of be able to give a little bit of versatility. Long Josh Coonan, both of these guys are big men. They're able to pop threes, and Coonan shoots 44.8% from distance. I think that now is actually a very good buy low spot, by the way, on San Francisco because they've had the highs of highs and they've had the lows of lows over the last few days. They went over the weekend. They traveled to Nevada. They took down UNLV, handed them their first loss of the season, coming back from down nine points with under three minutes remaining. Then they lost it home to UT Arlington as a 15-point favorite. So they've had their ups. They've had their downs. I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job against Arizona State in this spot. 
They are a team that they really bomb it from three-point range, but I do think that they are going to be able to get Arizona State, and I do think that they're just spacing in general, the way that they match up with these guards, it is very appealing. So I'm willing to take San Francisco on the money line as an underdog. And when it comes to this total, I set my total more in that pocket of about a 139.5. So seeing 140, seeing 140.5, I'm going to be willing to dive under with a pair of teams that they play relatively a mid-tempo game, not necessarily overly fast, not necessarily overly slow either. We've also got an intriguing game involving one of the biggest money burners in all of college basketball. This is 306-707, 306-708. Navy is going to be on the road facing off against VCU. VCU is a nine-point favorite. Your total on this game is between 133 and 133.5. And, and with VCU, going to make them an eight-point favorite. Willing to take the nine that I'm seeing right now with Navy. Navy has been able to do a really solid job of turning over a bit of a new leaf. Last season, Navy was a team that they generated steals and they actually were number one in all of college basketball in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis in road and neutral court games. They lost a lot of their key players from last season, like Greg Summers, and the guy that has been able to step up, that'd be Tyler Nelson. He has been terrific. 13 points, a steal, four and a half rebounds per game. He's able to shoot about 48.5% from three, and Navy as a whole, they've been able to shoot 42% from distance. It has been just really interesting to take a look at this team. They do an okay job on the glass now. They don't get to the free throw line. Navy out of 363 D1 teams, they rank 363rd in terms of free throw attempts on a per game basis, but they also don't beat themselves with stupid fouls either. So that's something that you do like. And for this VCU team, they're just all about creating havoc out there on the floor. They both generate a bunch of seals and they turn the ball over a lot themselves. With VCU, they're always going to have that hardcore like pressing style in which it is able to generate for them about nine and a half seals per game. And I'm thinking that ace ball one should be good to go in this game. He's been able to play the last two contests for this team. He's averaging 13 and a half points, six and a half boards, three seals. He's shooting 50% from three. He truly is the engine that makes VCU run whenever he's off the floor. This is not the same team, but what else is just very critical with this team? They turn the ball over 16.3 times per game. Maybe not the same team in terms of being able to generate turnovers the way that they were in past years, but man, that is a little bit of an issue. And for VCU, they rank 311th in the country at three-point shooting percentage. You're shooting right around 30.5% from distance. This is an AV team in which really outside of your main scorer, maybe even two as Daniel Lever has been able to give you about 9.5 points, four assists per game, really outside of your core two. It's really a hole is greater than some of its parts approach. You sort of have that with VCU as well. Guys like a Jaden Nunn have been able to do a solid job of being able to fill in the cracks for this team. Nine and a half points, two assists, shoots 35.5% from three-point range. But it is a VCU team that they just seem a little bit rudderless at times. They are going to give up the three-point arc a bit as well. They're a little bit of an all-or-nothing defense. You'll find this with a lot of these teams that they do play this high-pressure style. They either get a turnover or... They allow you to have a pretty wide open look. VCU has been very solid in terms of their points allowed on a per possession basis. And as a result, I did set my total at 130. Navy outside the top 250 in terms of possessions per game. So it's a circumstance in which I'm going to be taking a look at the under. But that said, anything north of eight, it is a take for me on Navy. So give me the midshipman to go along with this total under. And give me some talk of NFL and futures with Jason Weingarten. He does absolutely amazing work with the show slash podcast, the wide world of wine garden coming up next. We're going to be talking with them about the NFL and the futures market here on the Greg Peterson experience. I'm decent. These sports betting network. From BBC radio four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get in on the football action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV's Football Extravaganza. Compete for free or share $55,000 in two separate ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools and then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV, light cable, only better terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by this man as he does a great job with the wide world of Wine Garden. That is a show slash podcast here at Visa that you're able to subscribe to wherever your podcast. And Jason, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is terrific to have you aboard. And Jason, I know that in your most recent edition of the wide world of Wine Garden, get that wherever your podcast, by the way, you were talking about Jalen Hurts, the injury, what it all means to the futures market. And obviously we don't want you to spill all the beans because we do want people to be able to subscribe to that fine podcast. But that said, just give us a little bit of the Cliff Notes version of what you were talking about with that because it's just got so many different effects because with injuries like this, they affect so many things in terms of the player prop market, in terms of just the player futures, obviously odds to win MVP, what have you. So what do you make out of everything that's happening right now for a guy in Hurts that, I mean, there's still actually a chance he might play this week? Well, I think the uh, market sort of overreacted price-wise. Saw his price drift all the way out to like 7-1. to one. Uh, I think FanDuel down to like 3.5, probably about 5.5-1 to one at DraftKings right now. But the reality is, is if you think he was the MVP on Monday before he was injured, then what what benchmark hasn't he hit? What hasn't he already shown you that, you know, you needed to see for him to officially be the MVP? That's what I don't understand about his price drifting so far out. Uh, you know, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is always going to be the best quarterback in the NFL whenever he takes the field. So if if you think he's he's the MVP and you think his numbers are are deserving of MVP, uh, I don't know if I would necessarily argue with that either. But uh, if 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 Hertz was already the MVP on Monday morning, then the injury shouldn't affect him, you know that that much. If, if especially if he's only going to miss one game. Yep, I do agree with you there. And when it comes to an award like the MVP, how much stock do you stick into a guy that? misses one or two games because we did see it be quite a bit of a factor when it came to NBA MVP. It sometimes feels like it's a little bit of an attendance award, but with the NFL missing one game, that's essentially like six, maybe 7% just doing the math off the top of my head percent of the season. And I don't think that that should downgrade you too much, but I do think multiple games, that's when you start to get into a little bit more of a tricky area. I mean, I think in this case, missing a game is less significant because the Eagles are already 13 and one and they've already clinched the division. So, you know, if you have to miss a game, it's a good time to miss a game. 
Um, but like I said, if if Hertz was already the MVP, then missing this game shouldn't change anything. It it really just comes down to whether or not you believe Mahomes deserves the MVP. And you know, you can make the argument that he's the MVP every year. Um, I don't really necessarily even have a problem with that. It's just you know, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's he's always going to be the best player whenever he's healthy. And I do think that this is something interesting as well because you're talking about the price drifting out a little bit too far. When you do see breaking news like Jalen Hurts getting injured, if you'd see, like, insert your player here being suspended for a game, something like that, is that perhaps some of the best times to be able to take a look at something like the MVP market, to be able to take a look at some of these game lines as well? Because what we always notice is that a lot of things, whether it be a football game, whether it be just life in general, typically there's a little bit of an overreaction when something out of the blue does happen. Yeah, I mean, injury news is always going to be the one of the biggest times to to hit hit a future player future, and you know, books books don't love it necessarily when you do that, but that's sort of you know when when the news breaks and Patrick Mahomes is is the underdog and you know he's going to flip to the favorite. That's that's just, you know, that that's the, the risk in posting this stuff. I think um, the reality is, is if, if books didn't post this on Monday and they waited till Tuesday or Wednesday, they might not have gotten hit with, uh, you know, the action. But that's that's just the risk of posting this stuff on on a Monday afternoon. Yeah, it certainly is. And I know that it just moved and moved and moved. And the betting market actually was on top of this a little bit before we saw the news as well. We were talking about that hour number one with our good friend David Behrman along with Frank Schwab as well. And I know you were talking about this as well in terms of Jalen Hurts. If you thought that he was the MVP prior to this, you probably still do think so. In terms of the odds to win MVP race and everything that we're seeing, where do you sit with regards to this? Because I do think that it's not just a one or two horse race right now because everyone is bringing up Jalen Hurts along with Patrick Mahomes. But I take a look at the game that Josh Allen had for the Bills and he needs to go on a massive heater run the last three weeks to be able to get into the conversation. But I don't think he's dead yet. And Joe Burrow, the way that the Bengals have been able to search, I think there's good value on him as well. Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for any any of the other quarterbacks as sort of fringe candidates compared to Mahomes or, or Hurts. Uh, I think the guy, if, if I had to make a case for somebody else, I would uh, make a case that Justin Jefferson deserves some MVP consideration. If, if Justin Jefferson doesn't deserve MVP consideration, then it's just time to acknowledge that no non-quarterback should ever get serious consideration in, in, in the MVP race. I mean, Cooper Cup didn't get it last year when, when he had 16 touchdowns and almost 2,000 yards. Uh, Justin Jefferson doesn't look like he's going to get serious consideration as he's hitting close to 2,000 yards. You know, if, if, if we're just not going to acknowledge any wide receiver, that's fine. But, uh, you know, it's, it's called the MVP award, not the, the best quarterback award. So I think, you know, some non- quarterbacks deserve consideration and this year Justin Jefferson is is the guy who who sticks out the most to me yep and I know that you were very big on Cooper Cup last season in terms of power ranking those seasons for a little bit lack of a better term Justin Jefferson's this year versus Cooper Cup's last year which one would you put above the other because I would argue that Justin Jefferson has had much more of those we always call them Heisman moments when it comes to the Heisman Trophy, but signature moments this year, obviously that big grab that he was able to have in Buffalo, that's one that stands out more so than I would say anything that Cooper Cup did last season, but Cup had the bigger numbers in terms of the receptions and nearly 2,000 yards. You're able to go down the list. How would you power rank those? And do you think that Jefferson has a little bit more of a case this year than Cup did last year? No, I think Cup had a better case last year. He had 16 touchdowns to go along with almost 2000 yards. He, he had something like 1960 something yards from scrimmage. So um, he, he came very close to breaking that record. Uh, I think, I think Jefferson's numbers this year, the only thing holding him back compared to cup are the touchdowns year over year. But uh, you know, if, 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 if we're just not going to consider anybody other than a quarterback was, is what it comes down to for me, then, then, you know, it should just, just be called the best quarterback award. Um, but but Cup definitely had a better season last year than Jefferson had this year. And Jason, as we know, we're coming up on the last three games for all these teams in the regular season. 
Do you think that these last three, last four, you could call it last two, whatever line of demarcation you want to use, they get weighted a little bit more than, say, the first few weeks of the season because no doubt about it, everyone takes into consideration whether or not you had, like, the benchmark of 1,500 yards, the benchmark of, for quarterbacks, like, 30 passing touchdowns. You're able to just insert that here. But how much do you think that these last few games get weighted more so than, say, the first few games of the season? Finishing strong is is pretty important for, for a lot of these awards markets. The last thing voters see can really push them over the edge in a close race. Um, but but it really has to be a, a close race for anything to matter. Um, but if, if it if it is close down the stretch, then the guy who does the, the last thing tends to have the advantage in that case. Yeah, but I do think that that is always really interesting. And when it comes down to it in terms of just – MVP when it comes to just any of these other awards as well. Which one do you think is the most up for grabs right now? Because we're all talking about the MVP award, but I think that offensive player of the year honestly might be a little bit of a better race as well. Yeah, offensive player of the year is up for grabs. Uh, defensive player of the year looks like it's a two two horse race between uh, Parsons and Bosa at this point. So that award didn't look like it was up for grabs. Now it is. Comeback player of the year looked like it was locked up by Geno Smith. Now it doesn't look so locked up. Um, offensive rookie of the year, still some, uh, you know, some other contenders out there besides Garrett Wilson. So really a lot of these markets still have uh, decisions to be made down the stretch. The only one that is truly locked up in my mind is Sauce Gardner with defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, Sauce Gardner, he's going to be able to take that one very easily and I know that my producer, Jason Kahn, has a little bit of a ticket in the futures market. I need to get your thoughts on that one. And then we need to take a look at some games here for this Christmas weekend in the NFL. So we're going to be rejoined by Jason Weingarten of the Wide World of Weingarten Podcast next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. College Bowl season is here in VSIN as you covered. We've got picks on the spread and the total for every single bowl game. Head on over to VSIN.com and check out all the bowl betting coverage. While you're there now, it's also a great time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber for just $79 to get everything that we do. Now through the big dance, that is at vcin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vcin, the Sports Betting Network, and also a part of the vcin family of podcasts is the Wide World of Weingarten Podcast. And most of that, Jason Weingarten, he is joining me right now. And Jason, we were talking a lot about odds win MVP, but let's take a look at a little bit of a different market, and that's Coach of the Year. I know that our wonderful producer, also ironically enough named Jason, he dove in on Kyle Shannon. I believe he got 50 to 1. I'm sure that he will say in my ear if I got that incorrect, but I believe that he got 50 to 1. He's down to 15 to 1. As we know, Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni, right now they are the two front runners in this award. But how do you gauge this? Because I take a look at Nick Sirianni right now at DraftKings being minus 200, and I think he should be the front runner, but I feel like this is still an open award, and minus 200 seems too steep for any of these guys. Yeah, I mean, the reason he's probably minus 200 is is because of the record. You know, you just don't want to keep people piling in on a, a favorite if you price them too short. But uh, typically, this isn't an award for, you know, having the best record or, you know, pl- you know playing as well as the Eagles have, um, especially considering the Eagles made the playoffs last year. This typically goes to a, a coach who's seen the most improvement in his team, not, you know, necessarily taking a wild card team to a division winner or number one seed. Um, so, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, obviously doing what he's doing with Brock Purdy, deserves some recognition. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, for what he's doing with the Vikings, deserves some recognition. Dan Campbell, same thing. Um, turning them into a winner. And then uh, Brian Dable and Doug Peterson, similar situations in uh, New York and Jacksonville. So there's still time for any of these guys to really make a run at Sirianni. I think uh, Sirianni 
probably is 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 a contender for this award, but I don't necessarily think he's he's going to win it just because they have the best record. Yep, I am in agreement with you there. I do think that he should be the favorite, but at the same time, I think the love has went a little bit too far. And when it comes to awards like this, can you still find a lot of value on some of these long shots? Because I know that in the show prior to mine, we were... We had Wes Reynolds and Femi Abebefe on, and Femi, I believe that he got something like plus or 250 to one on Dan Campbell or something like that. And it's just so strange to see a turnaround like this. But that said, it just feels like when it comes to a lot of these awards markets, it might be best just to hold out a little bit longer, be able to see north of half the season play out, and then just take a shot on a team that you think could get hot because betting a lot of these markets pre-flop, you would never get a number like 250 to 1 when it comes to an award like Coach of the Year. Yeah, that's a pretty great number. Um, A lot of the numbers in season, you really have to anticipate something happening as opposed to reacting to the last thing that happened. So, you know, getting ahead of a move like that a couple weeks ago is, is definitely how you want to attack a situation like this at the, at this point, like, you know, with, with Jason Kahn's bet on, on Kyle Shanahan, um, not as much value at 15 to one as there was at 50. So a lot of, a lot of these guys, you know, you're, you're a week late. You're, you're probably two weeks late on Dan Campbell. Um, you know, if, if you were really trying to, to get in at the best number, your, your ship has sailed in a lot of these cases. I think like, uh, defensive player of the year, there might still be some, uh, some potential value. If, if you decided, you know, you had some sort of edge with, with Bosa or Parsons, if, if you like one of them, you know, way more than the other, and you want to lay a short price on, on one of those. Um, but beyond that, I think, you know, you have to have a pretty well thought out, um, you know, plan at this point to, to lay serious money on, on the, on these markets when, when the contenders are pretty well known. And, you know, there's, there's not much unknown at this point with, with the, the, the player markets. I do think that that's such a good point that you bring up as well. And, Sometimes those long shots hit, but as we know, they are called long shots for a reason as well. And just in terms of some of these futures, has there been anything else that you fired in on, whether it is the NFL or perhaps something else? Because we found out in your last co- in our last conversation with you that you've been betting a lot of Grambling basketball, which I am very salty about the Grambling game from about 24 hours ago. They were up in the second half and they couldn't cover double figures against Liberty. That was not what I was hoping for in that game to say the least, I was about to make a bad Liberty joke. You can insert yours here, but anything else that you've been really firing in on? I bet a little bit on the, uh, the Academy Awards this last week. Got a, got a little head on, on some of those odds. Uh, every, everything everywhere together all at once. I don't, I don't even know if that's the right title, but I bet that for uh best picture. I saw, I saw that wasn't the favorite and it should have been, um, I couldn't understand why the the Fablemans was the favorite. That that movie wasn't very popular, so uh, made no sense to me. But besides that, uh, I bet a little bit on Justin Jefferson at 150 to one for MVP, just in the event that that he does something you know extra special in the final three games and kind of shifts the narrative. You know, crazier things have happened. We saw Devonta Smith in the Heisman kind of not necessarily come out of nowhere, but he shifted the conversation laid away from the quarterbacks into, you know, him winning the, the Heisman. So it can be done, um, you know, 150 to one, it only has to happen one out of every 150 times to, you know, really, really come through. So, you know, I, I bet a little bit on Mahomes. or excuse me. I bet a little bit on Jalen hurts um, when the price drifted out and uh, Mahomes flipped to the favorite. Um, other than that, not, not much to, uh, really report. I, I, I did bet some more comeback player of the year on Nick Gates at a hundred to one. I, I really, I just don't understand how this market is, is functioning with, uh, Jared Goff at plus two twenty five right now. What is he coming back from? <laughs> well, not only is he not coming back from anything, he's in the middle of a $132 million contract. He's one of the top 
40 highest paid NFL players of all time, you know, another year from now, he'll be in the top 25 all, all time, you know, player uh, NFL highest paid players. So um, in what world is he even eligible for the comeback player of the year? Like, like you said, he's not coming back from anything. Um, so it's just sort of an exercise in, you know, finding value in a market where Jared Goff is, you know, under two and a half to one and Nick Gates, the, the only player in the actual field coming back from an injury who's actually coming back from anything, seven leg surgeries at that, um, still a hundred to one at DraftKings. I think that's a little crazy. Um, I'm going to lose a lot of money on this cause I just keep betting it. And you know, the market just keeps telling me that I'm, I'm wrong, but I just don't see, I don't see how Geno Smith or Jared Goff deserve serious consideration for this award. And, you want to give it to Christian McCaffrey just because he's Christian McCaffrey. Like I understand that, but you know, of the six contenders in this market, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that Nick Gates is the only one who's actually coming back from anything. So um, I'm just going to continue to stump for that. Yeah. It's just so strange to take a look at that market because I mean, honestly with Christian McCaffrey, you can argue that he's come back from injury, what have you. There's a little bit of an argument there. I just, like you said, I don't know what Geno Smith is coming back from other than coming back from the bench, I guess. And for Jared Goff, he was never on the bench to start with. So that is very, very interesting to say the least. And we've got about 90 seconds left in terms of this week's NFL card. Is there any games that really stand out to you and anything that you fired in on in terms of just this Christmas Eve and Christmas Day slate? Yeah, I took the uh, the under in the Saints game. I got 32 and a half. I know that's a popular pick with the weather um, being projected how it is. I bet the Packers plus four. I bet the Commanders plus seven. I think getting seven points against a, a rookie seventh-round quarterback is is a pretty good deal. Um, you know, he's, he's got to have a bad game at some point, uh, even though I did, I did use the 49ers down to minus one in some teasers, so I have that game kind of played both ways at this point but uh yeah other than that i think uh i have a bunch of teasers and stuff with the rams in them a bunch of different ways because i'm going to that game and i mean you gotta gotta make it enjoyable some way when it's the rams broncos but but i'm actually excited to, to go to that game it should should be a lot of fun yeah but it certainly should be a lot of fun and I'm sure that you'll be probably taking a look at a lot of player props under in that game. And Jason, I know you always do excellent work whenever you join me here on the show. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you guys later. Always great to get Jason Weingarten aboard. He does a great job with the podcast, The Wide World of Weingarten. Catch that wherever you get your podcast. And coming up next, we finish off the Greg Peterson experience, taking a look at Wednesday's college basketball card here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. on VSN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook and gear up because it is bowl season and every time you log into Bet Rivers during bowl season on game day you'll receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has the latest odds, lines and boosts to create the perfect college game day experience, head on over to DraftKings.com or download the Bet Rivers app today and get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. This is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And it's always great to be joined by Jason Weingarten. He does absolutely amazing work with us over here at the network. And a little bit of a heads up here. If you're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience, Coming up next is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. And if you're listening to the replay, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, it is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. They're going to be recapping all that we've seen in, in sports in general over the last 24 hours, all that we're getting with Bull Mania, everything happening in the NBA. list goes on and on. There's no shortage of things. And then we get some Christmas football as well. So that is going to be tremendous. In the meantime, though, We've got some college basketball to take a look at, and we've got some really good games. That leads into the DK Nation pick here for this Wednesday. 685, 686 on the betting board. It's a Big East showdown between the St. John's Red Storm and Villanova. Villanova is between a four and a or a four and a half and a five-point favorite at home. Total on this game is there between 146 and 146 half. We've seen this come up from the opener of three and a half, and right up still gonna remain the same. I like Villanova laying the points. I was willing to lay up to 7.5 with them. This is a Villanova team that had a rough start to the season, to say the least. They start out 2-5, and five, but now they're on a four-game win streak. And I don't think that it's a coincidence that this four-game win streak started when Cam Whitmore got back in the fold. Cam Whitmore, he was really the most highly touted freshman that Villanova's ever been able to bring in a top 25 guy with a unique skill set. He's been able to deliver for the team 12.5 points, 5 rebounds per game. So I like the way that he's able to pair with Eric Dixon along with Caleb, along with just what you're able to get in the backcourt as these two guys, they've been able to do a nice job of being able to give you a combined 32 points per game. So I do think that he's going to be able to continue to be a nice cog. That means that you don't have to rely upon so many minutes for Jordan Longino and when it comes to Dixon, he's been able to shoot about 38.5% from three-point range. Caleb Daniels, he's been able to give you 3.5 assists per game as well. So these guys have been able to do a nice job. You've got Brandon Slater giving you double figures. And for St. John's, this team has been struggling from three-point range, and that is really the kryptonite of Villanova. Villanova overall for the season, they're allowing opponents to shoot in that neighborhood about 36% from three-point range. You're in the bottom 100 in the country with that. But we've noticed that ever since Whitmore has been able to get back in the fold, last three games for Villanova, they're holding opponents to shooting 29.5% from three. And St. John's, they rank outside the top 250 in terms of three-point shooting percentage. They really don't have a team that's built for that. Now, St. John's, they're one of the fastest teams that you're going to find in all of college basketball. Meanwhile, you've got a Villanova team that's won the slowest. Villanova, 350th in the country in terms of possessions per game. St. John's, they rank 27. So a top 30 tempo team against a bottom 30 tempo team. We have seen this time and time again. And typically, you get something in the middle. You're not going to get necessarily 90 to 80. You're not going to get typically 60 to 50. I do remember there were a few slobber knockers. I think that there was one last year where it was very, very low scoring. But typically, that is not the case. Typically, you get somewhere in the middle. So I did set my total at a 146 and a half here. Right around 146, it's the max I'd be willing to take the over on, but I'm willing to take a look at the over. But with the St. John's team, they do turn the ball over 14 times per game. They do have a pair of guys in Andre Corbello and Pasha Alexander. They do a nice job doling out a combined 10 assists. They give you four steals per game, so they do a good job on that front. And Joel Soriano going to be the best rebounder in this game. He's been able to emerge for 15.5 points, 
12 and a half boards per game. So I like what he brings to the table for the St. John's team. But at the same time, I do think that Villanova by committee is going to be able to do a relatively solid job against them. And with this Villanova team, what they do is the little things well. As we know, when it comes to close games, it typically comes down to which team makes the fewest mistakes. And with Villanova, they shoot 83.2% of the free throw line. That's number two in all of college basketball. They turn the ball over 19.2 times per game. That's number two in all of college basketball as well. So I do think that Villanova is going to be able to execute late to be able to bring this bet to the window. DK Nation right up. That's on Villanova. Willing to lay up to 7.5 with them, placing them as an 8-point favorite total. I'm going to wait for this one to marinate a little bit more. Set mine at a 146.5. Here at 146, I'm willing to take it over. It's the absolute max. I'm willing to take a look at it, the over on, and we'll see what sort of line movements we get in the AM on that one. Now, we do have a few games that are now off the board because things like Nebraska, Iowa State, North Dakota, Western Illinois, these games all got postponed due to weather. So if you're out there, please do stay safe. Hopefully everything is going well for you there. But let's take a look at a team that I didn't have high expectations for coming into the year, but they've been able to exceed them. That'd be 747, 748. Denver, the old pioneers are in the road to face off against Oregon State. And if we be talking football, that's a team in Denver that has not met expectations and for all the wrong reasons. But that said, when it comes to Oregon State, they are currently between a seven to a eight point favorite. And your total on this game is there between 137 half and 138. And with this Oregon State team, one to lay up to the eight that we're seeing right now. This opened up actually more around six half. Still willing to lay it with the small line move that, that we have been seeing. Tevin Smith, he is currently out of the full for Denver. He's been one of their top scorers all year long, putting in there between 14 and 15 points per game. And you take a look at this Oregon State team, and they've been able to get a freshman in Jordan Pope to really be able to step up. 14 points, 3.5 assists. He shoots 85% of the free throw line, 36.5% from three-point range for an Oregon State team that they're going to be relatively slow and controlled. They're looking to just not overload the system 319th in the country in terms of possessions per game and Denver they're typically more of a mid-tempo team they're not going to go super duper fast or super duper slow they've lived up to that this season and around 153rd in terms of possessions per game and Oregon State they really don't have supreme rebounders on this team but I do like what Dimitri Rooney has been able to bring to the fold he's been able to come in from San Francisco give you seven points Five and a half boards, a block, a steal per game, and shoots 43.5% from three-point range as a six foot nine, a little bit of a combo cog. Meanwhile, with Denver, they do bring in a few guys with some size, and they should be able to do a relatively solid job on the glass. You've got someone like the six foot ten gentleman from Stanford in Lucas Eunice, who's been able to give you about four boards, 10 points per game, and then you got Tyree Corbett, who I liked him while he was at Compensate. He's been able to give this team ten and a half points, eight and a half rebounds per game. So been relatively impressed there, but Denver, they're back to being right around 290th in the country in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. They don't do a bad job of being able to guard the three-point arc, and for Oregon State, that's been a little bit of an issue for them. Just guys outside of Jordan Pope being able to shoot from three-point range here, shooting 31.5% as a collective that's in the bottom 75 in all of college basketball, but for Denver, in terms of opponent's two-point shooting percentage, that's 56%, and that ranks among your 363 D1 teams 350th, and most of Oregon State's points, they come down low. They are not a team that's looking to take a whole bunch of threes, so I do think that that plays to their advantage. Rodrigue Andela has been able to do a nice job. Six and a half points, five rebounds per game down low, so that's able to be relatively helpful. And then got a pair of guys in Glenn Taylor Jr. along Dexter O'Connor, two of their better scorers that really don't shoot it well from three, but they combine for 23 points per game. I think that this is a good weakness for Oregon State to be able to exploit. I do think that they're going to be able to do so quite well, and I do think that Oregon State is going to be able to keep this thing relatively mid-tempo. With Denver, they're not looking to play super-duper fast. Denver's defense is a little bit leaky, but at the same time, offense, it leaves a tad bit of something to be desired as well. So, set my total of 136.5. Here between 137.5, 138.5. I'm willing to dive under with Oregon State. Willing to lay up to eight with them as well. And then how about if we wrap things up by taking a look at a game that's going to be played out there at the Don Haskins Center. This is a part of the Sun Bowl Invitational. Kent State and New Mexico State. 751-752 on the betting board. Kent State is a four-point favorite, seeing a straight three and a half out there as well. Total on this game is between 144 and 145. And 
This is almost a little bit of a pseudo home game for New Mexico State. New Mexico State, Las Cruces is actually very close to El Paso, Texas, but this is a Kent State team that they're currently 19th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And we're getting one of the top mid-major guards in all of college basketball. This guy in Sincere Carey, he is sincerely one of the best guards in all of college basketball. He's been able to deliver 16 points. He's able to give you multiple steals per game. Shoots it in the mid-30s from three-point range, four boards, five and a half assists. This guy has been absolutely remarkable. And for New Mexico State, they do a good job of being able to generate right around 10 steals per game. But it is a New Mexico State team that they do have their warts as well. A little bit more on the defensive side of things rather than Kent State as Right now, they're allowing opponents to be able to get the ball inside a little bit too much, and they just don't necessarily do the world's greatest job on the offensive glass, being able to give themselves second-chance opportunities. They shoot about 69% at the free line, and they've been dealing with some injuries. Anthony Roy has been out of the full Mike Peak, unfortunate situation there. So that is something that I'm taking a look at. I'm willing to lay it with Kent State, and also with regards to pro tip, beaston.com slash subscribe for all of these. Pro tip for hour number three, if you have a position on a team, you think someone's going to be able to surge in the NFL late, try to correlate that with some player awards and take a look at the futures market. And two guys that do an absolutely amazing job, Mitch Moss and Paul Howard, they correlate very well. All the money comes up for in Pacific 7 a.m. Eastern here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.